Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast, so it's just me. There'll be movies, there'll be games, there'll be TV, and uh, something from the last week, I'm guessing. So here we go, this is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Warning, this podcast will contain excessive snot. If that is something that you are offended by, I strongly suggest you turn this off now. Because that's right, ladies and gentlemen, the big dog is full of cold. Again, yet again. So, interesting story, and when I say interesting, take that with a pinch of salt. So, as you may recall, last podcast was done last Thursday. Um, It is actually Monday, and I have enough material to do a podcast. Um, Doing the podcast last Thursday, feeling a little ropey. Like, what is it about doing a podcast on my own that makes me feel rough? And then, yeah, next thing, full-blown cold. So, what's interesting is... I haven't come in contact with anybody who's got a cold. So, I had to deduce that what that meant is that I am patient zero. And I have created this cold myself. Much like the last cold I had, which was almost two weeks ago. Uh that I truly believe was created by one James Panas and then distributed to every single able-bodied human being out there. Um, I believe that I am patient zero of this cold. Uh, And that... Well, it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, obviously, you're, the, the bit that you tune in for, the bit that you're actually here for, is to find out what the caffeine level is. I can tell you that three or four cups of coffee today, and I've already had a large energy drink, and guess what? That's right. I'm having another large energy drink. So, we are gathered here today to talk about, I don't know, podcast stuff. Um, The caffeine thing's one of those that if you look on like cold and flu things, one of the main ingredients is caffeine. Uh, Caffeine has now reached a point where it has literally no effect on me. uh, Because... I fell asleep at like half nine last night, went to bed at ten o'clock, had the single worst night's sleep ever because I went to bed early, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, I believe I might have blown my uh, caffeine gasket, whether it be drinking the sweet, sweet taste of Tim Horton's coffee, or whether it's drinking energy drinks that I'm sure are definitely good for me as can be uh, seen by this cold I have. Uh, As I said, excessive amount of snot in this podcast, and here we go. That's right, there's going to be some nose-blowing, kids. Um, If you're lucky, I might remember to edit all of this stuff out, and you'll never hear it. But, let's face it, I've never done it before, so why start? So... The last podcast I did was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, even if you count Thursday, it was four days ago. On my list of things to talk about, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh, Ten things to talk about, and we've already discussed one of them, getting ill. Um, 
So, uh, I, normally I don't like to date these podcasts because they're horrifically out of date. I am intending to correct that. Um, but I'm going to tell you what the date is. The date is the 11th of November 2019. That is important, ladies and gentlemen. Because today I saw a woman, a fully grown adult female out there in the world walking around wearing a Christmas jumper yeah like that one soak it, marinate like that one really wash over you we're in the second week of November and she's wearing a Christmas jumper what is it that means that people? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not going into it. I'm just going to leave it there. I saw a woman wearing a Christmas jumper. Admittedly, I went into a shop yesterday and there was a Christmas tree. So there was that. Uh, another thing is. It's 11th of November, six days after Bonfire Night. The, uh, the, the, the good hearing of you out there can probably hear the fireworks that are going off right now. Another thing that probably needs to change. Why do we sell fireworks all the year round now? There's two acceptable points in time for fireworks. The 5th of November... Now, admittedly, if that's a weekday, I will accept the closest weekend to the 5th of November. And New Year's Eve. Those are the only two acceptable times to let off fireworks. It's nearly a week after Bonfire Night. Why are we hearing fireworks at this point in time? Anywho. Um, so... Again, it's I, I'm going to keep saying the date because it's important. It's the 11th of November. It's Monday. Excuse me. So let's jump back to Saturday. Saturday will have been the 9th of November. Um, I went to meet up with Ian. As I previously mentioned on the podcast, Ian. Hi, Ian. Uh, excuse me. And I met him in town. So, I'd already been out, been for a coffee up at Monk's Cross. And then went into town, drove into town. Was meeting at half ten. I left nice and early to make sure I was there nice and early. Got there, got to the car park nice and early. Parked up put my money in the machine got the ticket walked into town had a lovely cup of coffee had another another cup of coffee had a nice wander around the first city of york and then realized that i was running out of time on the parking so i had to shoot off shot back to the car park jumped in the car was like cool let's go pulled out the parking space and as i did so a small car was coming in the other lane and pulled feet away from where I was trying to get out now the car I was in has a very long nose very long so getting out of a space you have to pull forward quite a bit and then swing left as it was because of the positioning of the car that had pulled so far forward I couldn't do this I couldn't do it in, in a one so I'm like, really? This is this is how how we're gonna do this? You've blocked me in. Wonderful. Cab proceeds to sit there. I'm like, great. So I then have to reverse back, straighten up, pull out of the space. So I'm pulling out of the space like, well done, what an absolute hero you are. I start driving away and then I'm like, hang on a minute, what's what's going on here? 
So the car that had blocked me from getting out proceeded to then drive into the space I had vacated. I'm like, well, you're a special kind of human, aren't you? You block me from getting out and then immediately take the space that I have vacated. Part of me feels like, you know, my space sort of thing. This was the point that I realised that the reason this has happened is because there's loads of cars driving around. Because the car park is full. And I mean to the brim full. There's not the odd car drive around. There are multiple cars driving around the car park at this point in time. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have reached that time of year already. Admittedly, it was a Saturday, but I've been in that car park on multiple Saturdays this year. And we weren't queuing for spaces. What is wrong with the world? I love Christmas. People will tell you otherwise. But I love Christmas. I love the tree, the decorations, the presents. I love the food, the the not having to work, the the taking the time out of what is essentially life to enjoy time with your family. I love it all. I love I love the winter. I love you know, I like nothing more than putting a big coat on. Especially if it's a, a day that you can put a big coat and sunglasses on. Love those sorts of days. But I truly, truly, truly believe that we shouldn't see anything Christmas-based before the 1st of December. And again, like with the fireworks, there's part of me that's like, well, you know, maybe, you know, Christmas isn't the last day of December, so maybe, you know, a couple of weeks left of November. But why, why are we already in full Christmas mode at the beginning of November? It's still two months away at this point in time. Why is it necessary? What What is it about what the world and life that means that this is this is it? This is what we have to deal with now for six weeks. More seven weeks at the point I was dealing with this. What's wrong with the, what is wrong with just enjoying stuff for what it is? It it really, really baffles me. And it gets worse every year. It doesn't, get, it doesn't ever get any better. It just gets worse. There was people parked where there were no spaces. There was two cars parked in the, like, in the entranceway to the car park. It's like, all right. That's a genius idea, isn't it? I imagine if there was room for parking spaces there, there would be parking spaces. At this point in time, you're just blocking things. Oh my god, I cannot freaking breathe. It's so bad. I might have to blow again, I'm really sorry. Oh god. I thought the last cold was bad. Up until this morning, I had one blocked nostril and that was it. And even that was bad enough. This morning, it, it was like, oh, the cold has now arrived. The last few days have been nothing in comparison. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh, my God. And as I'm sure you can imagine, that has done absolutely nothing. So, as I say, I went to town metal with Ian. Um, it, it was it was an amusing time. Um, me and Ian are of similar ages. Um, I'm staring down the barrel of the big four o. I think Leah, I think that Ian's a little bit the other side of that. Maybe I would like to say. Um, and basically we've reached that point in our lives where we were just comparing who, not not necessarily who was the oldest, but who was like the most broken, um, 
Ian has had some ankle issues. I, as as you well know, have a series. I've had a series of back issues. Um, the mysterious colds that appear out of nowhere, and it was literally just you know, I'm lucky if I could get out of bed on a morning without X. Oh, this happened, you know. Uh, which was just to me, it was just hilarious. I've I've spent years listening to people talk about, you know, getting old and what that means. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was very much a oh, this is how I'm getting old. Um, so yeah, always nice to see you, and always nice to talk about uh, who's the oldest, I guess, or who feels the oldest, maybe. So, going to jump around a little bit because I have got something to discuss that would normally come later in the podcast. And that subject is still going to come later, but this is ever so slightly different. Um, I've been playing Breakpoint, as you guys know. Um, I think I discussed... Did I discuss that I'd finished it? Maybe I've already talked about that. I was going to keep it as a surprise, but if I've already talked about it, there's no surprise there. Um, jumped on to playing Code Vein, which we'll come on to talk about. Um, but did feel feel the need, feel the itch to get uh, a new game. Uh, there's like two, three, four games out and about at the moment that I'd quite happily pick up if I had an abundance of money, which is not a situation I am faced with so whilst I'm with Ian in town I was like oh you know we're going for one uh, can I go in the game shops so we went into CEX uh, and we went into game um, it's one of those things that I go into game more for the amusement factor than anything else um, I'm sure I've talked before about my complete dislike of game as a company, as a store. Uh, the uh, I've had issues going into the uh, into the Monks Cross game with the staff. Um, just it as a consumer is an awful shopping experience. Truly awful shopping experience. Uh, I went into CEX. Probably CEX is you. If you're looking for a new game, you shit out because their entire um, stock is second hand. Um, however, if you are looking for a second hand game, cool. Uh, the only thing that I thought I might find, which I did find, um, was the latest version of Madden. Um, I was a bit like, oh, you know. When Madden comes out, it's quite niche, so it's always expensive. Um, and obviously, in this day and age, when games are horrifically expensive anyway, um, Madden is expensive. Uh, so a second-hand copy is still a fairly hefty price, but when you look at it, it's like, oh, you know, it's cheap and stuff. I wasn't in the position to buy it, but I didn't see it. So then we had a wander across the road to game. Um... The game in town has got one of those... I don't even know what they're called. You pay money to play games. Uh, it's generally full of a load of kids playing what I presume is Fortnite on high-powered PCs. Uh, I imagine as a business model, they probably make quite a lot of money off it. Um, but for me, me being me, I just blast past that and go into the main shop have to deal with X number of members of staff asking me if I need anything. It's like, I'm good, thanks. Oh, let us know if you do. Probably will, you know, because that's how shops work. Anyway, um, it's, it, it's awful. It, it is truly awful. I would say, hands down, this is the worst time for games um, I keep talking about like you know the latest iteration of certain things uh, you know sequels of this that and the other 
Here's an example. I'm looking at my game collection, which I can see from here. So I can see a lot of twos uh, from here. So Watch Dogs 2. I did a, 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 a late, is an understatement, review of Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs 2 and talked about what a terrible mess of a game that is. Rage 2. Possibly the single biggest insult to gaming. What else can I see from here? Borderlands 3. Just... But, well, just Borderlands, innit? So that's a, that's a 3, not a 2. The Division 2. Actually better than The Division. The one game that I can see from here. Obviously we've got Breakpoint, which... You know, the company that made it... Ubisoft have announced that they completely dropped the ball, that it's an absolute abomination of a game, and that they will try their hardest to fix it. Incidentally, since then there's been no updates whatsoever. Nothing. Nothing has updated that game since. Um, I can see Code Vein, which we'll come on to. It is... The worst time for games. Um, did a review of last year's games because this is these are some of the things I can see: um, Spider-Man, God of War, um, and there was Assassin's Creed, which I th I think I said the out of those three, Assassin's Creed was my game of the year. God of War was perfectly fine. Spider-Man was okay. There were, I had a lot of issues with Spider-Man being like different games put together and like playing as Spider-Man's fine but who the fuck wants to play as MJ in a Spider-Man game you know that sort of stuff um, last year very much felt like pick the best of a bad bunch to be your game of the year it is hands down the worst time for games um, for gamers and all of that on top of that Games companies work on the principle that they've got they've got you, they've got you by the balls. And whereas you could buy a Xbox three sixty or a PlayStation three game brand new day of release mm. for forty pounds, no more no less. <coughs> there has been this steady increase in the price of games in this generation. I think it was Microsoft put a survey out before the release of the Xbox One. Asking people if they would pay more for games. And they got the response that was a resounding no. Uh, that hasn't stopped anybody putting the price of a game up. Uh, call it inflation or call it greed. I know which one I would go with. So we go into the shop. We start looking around. Um, anything new. £55. £55. Um, I was looking at uh, the latest Call of Duty game. £55 for the standard edition in-game. I say in-game, it's £55 on Amazon. Or £50 maybe, I don't know. £55. The review said that it has a six-hour campaign. Possibly the longest campaign of any of the Call of Duty games. Six hours. As I was saying to somebody the other day. That works out at nearly £10 an hour. It, it, it's, it's absolute insanity. That that's the money that's expected. And. We'll loop back to what I was saying. For terrible games. Admittedly, Call of Duty has had a reasonably good review. Um, there was the latest Need for Speed game, £55. That's had mixed reviews. That Death Standing, is it? Uh, came from uh, Hideo Kojima. Is that his name? Uh, it's had terrible, not terrible, but it's had really lukewarm reviews. I imagine that was 55 quid. Um, just new games, 
for astronomical money that get okay reviews. If you want to charge me £55 for a game, you best, you better damn well make sure that that game is perfect. Because that is an astronomical amount of money. And if that product isn't perfect, you're taking the piss. I honestly believe, and I've been saying this quite a lot recently, I think the games market is about to go through a substantial shift. Because, off the back of Breakpoint, Ubisoft announced that they were going to hold a load of games back, and polish and tweak and make them better. We're already in a situation now where people are aware that games aren't great. What gets released isn't brilliant. But that hasn't stopped the price of games going up. I honestly think that we're going to see people starting to lean heavily towards. That game's not had a great review. And it's really expensive. I'm not buying it. That simple. I'm already there. I will not pay £55 for a game. Absolutely no chance. So... Am I, am I a man out on my own? More than likely. But I think we're about to see a shift in the games market. Especially when we're in a position now where they're already announcing next-gen consoles. Where this has been hands down the worst generation of consoles to date. So there. It was, it was truly shocking. Um, there's one more thing I want to discuss, and then we'll get to the juicy stuff, the usual stuff. Um, still very much into the VR, uh, which will come on to what games I've been playing recently, what VR game stuff's going on. Uh, but I can confirm I'm still playing it. At this moment in time, doesn't feel like that much of a fad. Um, listened to a podcast over the last few days with John Cormack, who's like the the top guy at Oculus. Um, he did uh, games like Doom and Quake originally. Um, very smart man. Excuse me. <laughs> Super interesting podcast. Really, really interesting. Um, it was a Joe Rogan one, so if you want to go and have a listen to that, I would heartily recommend it. So, I've been playing various, jumping backwards and forwards with the VR stuff. What I found is that it's good to have a, a few, like a handful, of VR games on the go at once. So that you can chop and change. Bit of variety... Uh, changes as good as the rest, as they say. Uh, and sometimes you'll be playing a VR game and it's like, no, this is not what I want to play around right now. And you change and you get, you know. I put the VR on for a little go the other night and ended up playing for an hour and a half without even realising. Uh, at that time I played three different games. So, you know, it's that sort of thing. Um, something that I've realised, which, it's a bit of a weird one. The difficulty of VR games is set when, like if you're playing like a single player um, VR game, there doesn't appear to be a way to change the difficulty. So, I'll give you an example, Beat Saber, you can change the difficulty from easy to ridiculously difficult i think there's like there could be like six different uh difficulty settings first one is easy normal hard expert and, and beyond uh, game that i got that i'll talk about in a bit uh has three difficulty settings easy normal hard in fact i think there might be four i think you can add hardcore as a difficulty but if you're playing um, 
what was that? What's the name of that zombie game I've been playing? Um, this is one of the things. One of the issues is that I bought a game that I've been playing, um, and I've got so far, and it is too hard. Um, I'm not the only person that thinks this. I know that Luke also. Um, Luke also has the same game. So that Drop Dead Dual Strike Edition, it I've got so far in it and I can't progress because it's too difficult. I know that Luke, I don't even think Luke has got that far. He's in the same position. He can't progress because it's too hard. Um, I bought that End Space. Fairly enjoyable game for what it was. Uh, you're in a spaceship, you fly around, you shoot it, you use your eyes to lock on to ships and shoot them and it was fine. Got so far in it, couldn't get any further. Because it was too hard. Couldn't, there's just this level that I just couldn't do. Um, oh, I've just seen something there which reminded me. I saw that the third episode of Vader Immortal is going to be released at the back end of this month. Super excited about that. Uh, apparently Disney had a bit of a shoo-in about the fact that the second one was so short. So they've made big promises that the... Uh, the third episode is going to bring uh, it's going to be longer and it's going to bring the awaited duel with Vader so spoilers by the way uh, so that super cool but yeah I'm struck by the fact that there is a difficulty in these VR games and you can do nothing about it I played super hot and found it super hard and that was that that was the end of that game because I couldn't progress any further i couldn't play it so i spent x amount of money on that game and that was the end of it um hopefully i'm going to be able to progress in that uh that what was it called dual strike zombie game drop dead dual strike edition hopefully i'll be able to progress past where i am um i've still got like it's broken up into three lots of missions it's like there's like a time thing involved it's like different timelines i'm on the second one so i've got like the third lot of missions to do as well as the rest of the second ones um but we'll see we'll have to see how that goes and see if i can get past where i am where i'm stuck so that was that Right, let's get down to the juicy stuff. I don't know why I call it the juicy stuff. I imagine that there's people out there that don't tune in for this part of the podcast. Uh, and so for them, the, the podcast is over at this point. Um, let's talk TV, movies and games, the stuff I've been doing this week. Um, I am still watching the series Daybreak. It... Uh, turns out that it, it's a series that has 10 episodes the episodes are 45 minutes so as I always say stuff like that uh, it's difficult to get through uh, I generally don't watch any on an evening uh, past a certain point in time so it's just what I can get watched sort of before the evening really uh, sometimes that's an episode, sometimes it's an episode and a half, sometimes it's like 15 minutes of an episode. I think on the 8th episode, so there's two after this, um, it was all going fine and well, and I was really enjoying it, and then it seems to have taken a little bit of a strange turn. Um, obviously it's like, post-apocalyptic zombie outbreak mixed with coming-of-age teen drama, I guess. The coming-of-age stuff is a bit hardcore at times. The episode I'm watching at the moment, or have been watching, is a bit intense, if I'm honest. does feel a little bit like they maybe had this great idea which they executed really well and then they got so far and there was like oh well, how do we keep this going or how do we eke it out how do we get another series that might be it 
Because now they're doing a lot of backstory, like each character's backstory. Um, which is fine. You know, we don't know who these people are. We don't know how, how they came to be the way they are in the apocalypse. But, yeah, it's quite... Some of it's quite intense. Um... I'll stick with it. I'll get it finished. It is enjoyable. I'm not I'm part of my saying it's not enjoyable. It's good. It's a cool concept. Um, but it has taken a little bit of a turn down gritty realism street. Uh, so, yeah. We will see how that goes. Uh that was quick, wasn't it? Quick Bayless. I haven't watched any other TV stuff. That is the TV stuff I have been watching. Uh, I have watched a film. I have watched a film. Is it your fun film? I'm getting back to a place where I feel like I could, I could sit down and watch a movie. Uh, part of me felt like I would maybe watch one last night. Uh, this week's football games, American football games, were not super great. Um, and I had an absolute nightmare trying to get them to play the internet in, in, in like several rooms in the house is awful which reminds me I never phoned BT today um, so I'm getting to a place where I feel like I can start cracking on watching some films um, I do try and make sure I watch at least a film each week so I can talk to you guys about it and I watched a current movie ish so I watched John Wick 3 um, little sort of a little bit of a backstory around the John Wick movies I saw the first John Wick as obviously everybody raved about the first John Wick um, and I watched it and like everybody else thoroughly enjoyed it um, kind of felt like it could probably been left there but you know it's Hollywood and nothing gets left alone these days so then there was a sequel I watched the second one and the first time I watched it I felt that it had lost pretty much everything that the first one had um, you know like purpose like you could understand in the first one why he was doing the stuff he was doing um the second one was a little less in that area. So I had mixed feelings about the third one. Um, a couple of people I spoke to said they'd seen it and said it was good. And I was like, well, you know, I've seen the other two. I'm happily, I'll happily watch the th third one. Got it in 4K. Uh, first film that's been released in 4K at uh, a lower price, which is cool. Hopefully start seeing the 4K stuff coming down in price now. So, Saturday night, got myself set up, ready to watch John Wick 3. Which I did. Um, it was good. It was, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot more than the second one. Still not as much as the first, but I think that just that just the way these things go. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was... Um, yeah, it was really good. As always, how do you review something that's good? You know, once you've said it was good. Um, a couple of criticisms have to be... Um, I felt some of the choreography around the fights felt really slow. Um, almost like you knew where... The actor was going to be hit next because they were like leaving themselves wide open for that hit. The fights felt really slowed down um, and quite obvious. Um, there was a point where uh, the bad guy from the raid, or one of the bad guys from the raid, turned up, and I'm like, "Oh, here we go! You were involved in." hands down one of the fastest and most brutal fight scenes in cinema history in the last 10 years this is going to be good and it, it it wasn't it was it was really tame really slow uh 
the, the, all the fight scenes felt really slowed down, which I don't feel works when you're doing a film that's got a fight scene. Uh, makes me worry because it's it's clearly set up for another one. Uh, I know that there's a TV series coming that I don't think directly relates to John Wick. It's more about the the hotel. Um, but yeah, there was definitely the feel that there would be another John Wick, which makes me worry because if it's like Keanu Reeves has got too old to be able to do the faster fight scenes, then it's like, oh... Um, I'd seen something recently about how they made the motorbike fight scene uh, from the trailers. I never realised that it was all sort of digital. Um, watching it on the movie, oh, yeah, it was digital. Jesus. Um, that was... Yeah, I mean, it's cool and stuff, but you can just you can just tell. Uh, which sort of took a little bit of something away from it. Uh, something else that I was like, what is going on here? Uh, towards the back end, like in the fight scenes towards the back end, there was... Um, they were fighting in this room that there was a lot of glass. There was a lot of swords being used. And all I could think was that they must have got a discount on a... Um, like a scraping on the glass uh, digital effect because it was overused. It was used constantly, non-stop being used. Um, yeah, like I say, they must have got a discount on that effect because it was everywhere. Um, good film, enjoyable. If you've seen the others, give it a watch. Uh, if you haven't seen the others, give the others a watch and then give it a watch. Good film. Enjoyable. Uh, there was just a few criticisms of it that I had. Uh, so that was that. Now then, what are the chances that I've done it in the right order? I have done it in the right order. So, speaking of John Wick, I would like to talk about the VR game that I have recently got and played. Um... So there's a game called Pistol Whip. The idea of Pistol Whip is it's... Um, taken from films like John Wick and Equilibrium. A little bit Matrix, maybe. Um, it takes guns and essentially puts that into like a Beat Saber kind of world. So... You are in a musical world where you shoot enemies. It makes sounds. Uh, it's a lot of, like electro dance music. Um, I got it the day before. So I got that on Friday. Played it a bit hard. It was real hard. Weirdly though, played it on the Friday. I was like, man, this game's hard. Watched John Wick 3 on the Saturday. Then went to play Pistol Whip. And found it that bit easier. Don't know why. Um, but yeah. It's enjoyable. It's uh, it's quite addictive. Uh, it's. Yeah. Shooting things. But not for the purpose of like shooting stuff. It's for like making music. Uh, there are different mods you can put on. So you can have it. So you dual gun. But any mod you attach. Uh, you get less points. It's all about a high, so a high score system. There's nine or ten tracks to start with. Uh, I believe that they are going to be updating them. You can choose from like eight different guns. You can have the guns make different sounds. Uh, you can have like different colours for the guns and stuff like that. Various different types of customization, But ultimately, it's all about uh, doing it. There's like, you have to duck, and you have to go around walls, and you have to shoot guys, and... I think a lot of it is designed around learning where the enemy is going to be to then shoot the enemy. Um, it's fun. It's cool. Played it quite a bit. Um, not not loads. Sorry, not not stop. But I have played it quite a bit. Trying to get some good high scores. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, certainly recommend it. Weird thing was, I looked at it 
when it first came out because I'd been waiting all day and I kept checking the store to see when it was coming. <coughs> and when I looked, when it first came out, it was like eighteen ninety nine. Luke sent me a message later on. He's like, oh, that game's come out. It's 1951. It's like, no, it isn't. It's 1899. So he sent me a screenshot of the store and they changed the price. They added like, what, 52p to the price of the game. I'm like, man, I wish I'd have bought it when I first saw it. Sorry. So, that is the VR. I've been playing that zombie game. Bit of beat saver here and there. Gun Club. Tell you something, talk about getting your money's worth out of something. That game's cool. It's a simple principle, but it's a really cool game. Um, I don't think it was uber expensive either. Might have been in the 15, 16 pound sort of area. Another one that I've definitely had my money's worth out of. I just keep going back to it. I love it. It's loads of fun. I also found a section of the game that I hadn't completed. So I'm trying to get all the levels done on that. So yeah, loads of fun. Right, let's talk some console games. Um, I have played... Obviously, Breakpoint. I'm pretty sure I did a review of that game. It might have been glowing. Um, so I finished Breakpoint. And I jumped on to playing Code Vein. Um... Obviously, I completed what I had from the trial that I'd had originally uh, when I got the game. Uh, the weird thing that it, that I found with it was it was like, oh, you need to go back there. And I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? I was like, oh, it'll explain itself, I'm sure. So I went back to the first area, played the whole thing again, it was exactly the same, apart from the fact there was no boss at the end. I'm like, what was the point to this? Then realised what it meant was you need to go back to the first area, but the end, so that you can continue the game. So I was like, oh man. I suppose it's good for getting like XP and stuff. So I started playing. Um, if I'm honest, it has started to show its Dark Souls side a little bit more. Um, it's just, it's one of those, it's all the bad stuff of the Dark Souls franchise. It's difficult when it doesn't necessarily need to be. Um, some weird mechanics, like enemies can knock you off, um, off cliffs so that you can, you know, that's how you die, uh, which can be really annoying. I got so far, I was getting a bit peeved with it. Uh, I was like, man, this isn't the game to be played, like, full-time game. This is a back-burner game. Carried on playing, and actually managed to get past where I was stuck, got a bit further, and ended up being faced with a boss. And I was like, absolutely not. Uh, this boss was, like, insane. It looked like something out of Devil May Cry. And, yeah, it was super difficult. I, did, I only tried it once, and I was like, nah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, it is a game I'll go back to. I'll keep trying to plug away at it, but, obviously, if it sticks to this sort of Dark Souls uh, mentality, it's not a game I'm going to uh, get too far with, I imagine. Because of that, uh, I went out on Sunday, had a little peruse around in the game shops again, Ubbed and ad whether to get Madden. Um, saw that Control was still the price it had come out at, which is a bit of a double-edged sword. On one hand, that means it's expensive. It's like 50 quid. On the other hand, it's been out months, so it must be good to some degree because it's managed to retain its price. Games generally drop in price quite quickly. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Maybe that's a game that I should look into in the future. 
Um, went away. Um, went to Expressions. Um, ended up getting a new jersey. Um, I was like, oh, you know, I'll just have a wander back to game. Just have another look. As I got in, I was like, oh, hang on a minute. I saw a control for, for the new price. I wonder if they've got a second-hand copy. Which, a uh, quick search, found that they did have. And it was like £30 second-hand. Like, oh, could get that. That would be a good, good idea. Uh, as it was, picked up control. Uh, brought it home, got it installed. Uh, I've played it. I've played about an hour on it. Uh, like I said, full intention of playing more last night and ended up having to go to bed super early. Um, so far, good, interesting, different. I'll tell you something. Like the fact that it's different immediately makes it good. It's just like, oh, this is different. This is different to all the other stuff that gets churned out. Ah, I like it. Um, it's sort of supernaturally. There's like I've just got like uh, a telekinesis ability and uh, this like interesting gun. Um, I'm not going to spoil it because it it seems like there's a lot of. It's going to be one of those where the story unfolds, um, but you get a lot of story really early on, so I'm not going to spoil that. Um, seems like it seems to have good mechanics. Um, the health could be a little better. Uh, I've died a couple of times just by getting killed. Um, and the map it it leads heavily on it. Like you do something, and then it tells you to go somewhere, and it highlights it on the map. But the map's really hard to sort of understand. I spent a lot of time running around. Um, in the in the hour that I played it, I spent quite a bit of time running around going, where the hell am I supposed to go? In the end, I ended up going back to where I'd started, where it went, go here. And it was literally a door over the corridor from where I was. I'm like, wow. Just wasted 20 minutes wandering around like a headless chicken. So I need to watch out for that in future. Um, so far, it's been a lot of fun. Something that I'm looking forward to playing again. Uh, and something that I'll be able to give a better review when I've played either more or hopefully when I've finished it. Um, I'm pretty sure that that is actually it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Pardon me. Uh, I'm sorry about the cold. Um, I had ummed and ad about leaving it until later in the week to do the podcast and the cold would have hopefully subsided. I know a few of you at this point in time are wishing I had. Uh, I will try and edit out the nose blowing uh, if I remember, which, no, my memory. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, until next time, I'm going to say bye. So, there you go, what do you think to that? Sorry about all the noise, it's, uh, it's that time of year, I guess. YouTube watchers, make sure you're subscribing, liking, comment, sharing, all the good stuff. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there, send us some love. Uh, Yeah, do that. So until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.